Uh, like, you know, Dogecoin to people just say it's going to the moon. Why is it going to the moon? Are they, yeah. are they doing, are they doing like a SpaceX project? Are they NASA? Mm -hmm. Because like, I don't know what you mean by going to the moon and all this hype is all, but they're all just built on hype. Hey guys, welcome back to the Dropout Diaries. In today's episode, we talk about the best ways to make 10K per month in 2023. So I think, I think one of the main things when people think about, oh, I need to make 10K per month is different income streams coming in and like having these different quote unquote passive incomes coming mm. in. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So like, come on, passive income is a scam. It's not that it's a scam, but it's the fact that like you need money to have passive income. Like there's a reason right. why when you look up um, set my seven sources of passive income on YouTube and it's a millionaire that has a YouTube video. He's literally a millionaire and he's telling you his seven sources of passive income, right? Because he already is a millionaire. And he's also telling you that because you're watching this video, this is another stream of income. That's another one. And they always tell that. They're like, YouTube, yeah, it makes me 250 grand per year. You're still sitting there. He goes, yeah, I have a software that also makes me 400 grand a year. But you're, everybody's so more obsessed about the little yeah. 15K that he makes off this investment. Yeah, I don't think like it's a scam in terms of if you do have passive income on the side coming in from like capital gains etc like that you do like that is it does exist but the key caveat to that is you need to have money there mm. you need to have a lot of money invested to get a return on to make it actually worthwhile because anybody could have passive income but if you're getting two three euros a month is that really is that <laughs> no is that really pushing you towards that 10k mark no it doesn't and that's the thing as you said like millionaires yes on average it is true they do have like seven streams of income but the most important thing when it comes to making money or creating wealth for yourself is you need to create cash flow, right? Yeah. From cash flow, then you can invest. Mm -hmm. And then from there, your investments can basically then work for itself. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause like when you think of like passive income, the way it's promoted, it's nearly as if you don't have to do anything. No. But they, like, you have, to me, passive income is where you don't do anything, but with it, you have to, you have to do a bunch of hours of work to actually get a return on your money. Mm. Like if we go through a few of them, I seen the IRS put out that most millionaires nowadays have seven streams of income and four of them are capital gains, dividends, interest, and money from rental income, each of which you need a lot of money to have a return on in the first place Yeah. before you can build out those income streams. And like, let's, let's actually run through each of them because there's like hidden costs between every single one of them. Like if we were to go over capital gains, like especially in Ireland, mm. have you? I mean, I guess that one, one thing I want to let people know as well, like in, everyone talks about the S&P 500 again, 7% each year, right? If you wanted to passively earn, right, the average salary in Ireland, right, which is 42 grand a year, if you wanted to earn that passively, right, you would need to have invested over 600,000 in total savings. So, Guys, unless you have 600,000 sitting in your shed, right? right? And ready to invest. That's the only way you're going to bring up an average salary, which once you take out the tax, yeah. What are you taking home like? So if you if you if you do that if you six let's call let's call it 650,000 7%. Mm. You're not going to get 7% every year. No. Because sometimes it goes down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that, you have to be prepared for that, but with that 7%, with that 42 45,000, you're what? You're paying 30 what nearly 25 26 percent tax on that yeah and then you're looking at two and a half to three grand each month mm -hmm. 
to me, that's not like a huge amount to live off, especially if you have 600,000 invested mm. in, now, in if, this stuff. Now, if you're portfolio. a multi-millionaire and you don't have anything to do with your 600,000 and instead of keeping it in a bank, you put it in this and you're able to bring yourself an extra two and three grand, that makes sense. But if you're someone like us, you can't get that sort of passive income, as you can see, without having that. So if we look at like capital gains, obviously you need a lot of capital first to make it worthwhile because it's going to like, it, it's like leaving a nest egg to grow and it's going to compound, but it takes time. And, that's and the problem with all of you guys, all of us is we don't want to wait years. Yeah, we don't want, you don't want to wait 20 to 30 years. Now. No. And also the hidden point behind that is all this money that you're setting aside that you could be what using now to put towards learning a different skill mm. is being used to sit in an account for the next 20 to 30 years. You can't use it. And the problem is like in 20 to 30 years, how many, how much economic misfortune are you going to go through in a span of 20 to 30 years? How many times are you going to be a ground zero yeah. or maybe the economy is going to take a turn? And that's where 10 years into it, all of a sudden you need to take out all the money yeah. and use it to survive. And you're back at square zero. So 50, 10 years of saving yeah. just led to you being able to use that when stuff go down. While if you had built a business and cash flow, like you could have this as your backup, right? If things go down, but you still had cash flow and you're still living a good lifestyle. Yeah. And just also to make it the point that we're also not financial advisors. We're just yeah. discussing from our own view. Um, and research we've done behind this um, and you can take with this information whatever way you want to perceive it but in terms of like even if you compare Ireland to America if they hold their stocks for 20 years mm. they pay little to no tax on it because they get they get a benefit from holding the stock long term which helps their companies because people aren't always buying and selling mm. but in Ireland it's 33 percent yeah Bottom line, 33% doesn't matter if you sell it today or if you sell it in 15 years time. And obviously that can be different in the future, but at the moment, that's the way the tax is. And I think in the U in the UK as well, there's obviously the, um, I don't know if anyone's heard, the, the ISA tax-free allowance. So I think you can save up to like £20,000 in one type of account and you'll only pay like £4,000. If, if, if you only, you don't have to pay £4,000 in, in tax. So you could basically save 15 grand every year, every year. So I don't know what that's in a percentage. What's that? If you did a percent, it's like 20%, is it? Four grand to 15,000, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Like 20%, is it? It's basically it's, it was five yeah, grand. 20, 20, like 25. Like 25 percent. Like now the big thing is that is that anybody keeps up with stuff. Um, basically it's been announced by the, by the offices there in the UK that that's going to be reduced, reducing drastically. So by the end of next year, it's reducing by like, like half, by the year after that, it's going to reduce by like another half. So essentially, I think they're bringing it down all the way down to like, there's only actually 500 pounds that you will be free of tax a by year, 24. Yes, by 2024. It is online. You can read it. So Yikes. at that point, they're even taking more and more and more of tax from your mm. investment. So it's not even worth, a lot of people use it as a little loophole, but it's not really going to be worth it if you're only saving 500 pounds now. Yeah, like I think if you're in the UK, you should still take advantage of that because yeah. with the UK, with their ISA and in America, with their Roth IRA, we don't have, do we have something like that in Ireland? I don't know, but... I actually I mean, don't know. Like if somebody actually does know if we have something like that, I'd love to know if you could tweet to us. Yeah, I mean, but like if you had a hundred grand and 500 pounds was all you had with tax-free allowance. It's still it's, better than nothing though. It, it's still better than nothing, but you could probably now do better by using that for something else. It really probably isn't worth putting a hundred grand, is it? 
to save 500 500 pounds if you have 100 grand i think you're i think what you you're looking at that wrong because like if you whatever you you there's like a certain amount you can put into that mm. uh, isa every year yeah, yeah yeah and no matter what you make on that in the long run you don't get taxed on it am i right with that no 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 they do tax you but the thing with the isa is there was like four grand each year that they wouldn't tax you on regardless oh, okay. so you could use that as a way for like if you earn income right and i wanted to save taxes i'd put 20 grand into this oh, because okay. at least four grand of this won't be taxed by the normal income tax laws so it was kind of an incentive for people to actually get into yes like but now it's not really an incentive anymore because you put that into you might as well just collect all your receipts and try and do tax write-offs which would probably <laughs> save you more but I, I suppose that kind of leads us into the, the next one then what in terms of dividends because mm. obviously if you're buying stocks um some of them offer a dividend now a dividend is a piece of revenue from the company that it's essentially taxed twice so the co- the company pays tax on their revenue and then they distribute dividends to their shareholders with these dividends they're then also taxed by the people who receive them so if you receive let's say you buy a, a, a stock there and it has three percent you get 50 euros for the year you're still paying 50 or if you're in the high tax band you're still paying a high tax on that and mm. um, which is like a hidden it's like a hidden hidden tax like not a lot of people know like if you see like on big YouTubers like Andre Zik in the past, he used to be the, the dividend investor. And then all of a sudden he switched away from that in terms of now he's into more real estate and crypto because he realized that he's in the highest tax brand in America mm. and he doesn't want to be paying mm. half his dividends away. And this is the secret stuff that like, if you're not very financially aware and you're not somebody that knows about the ins and outs of investing, it's probably best for you to stay out of it until you really have the funds to really understand how to use it. I would say a lot of this like investing and stuff, as I said, is a way for people who have money to be able to either get free of tax, whether to hold the store of their, of their, of their wealth because holding it in a bank account loses their money. So they put it into all of these ways because these are ways to maybe generate it a little bit more each time, but not for a beginner. It's not to be get rich quick with this or to get rich with this. You do have to take risks then. If you do want to get rich with investing, you have to take risks with investing in maybe um, smaller companies who you think maybe in the future are going to do well. But those risks have a bigger risk of not coming through. And I think that brings us to our next thing, which is like crypto, which is exactly what people use crypto for. It's because like, okay, investing, it's going to take me 20 years. If we go off the like, if you put this amount every single year in S&P, and it's going to make me a millionaire by the time I'm 40. I don't have time for that, but there's this thing called crypto where I see there's so many mm. overnight millionaires. What is your opinion on crypto and how that works? Honestly, man, I stay <laughs> I stay far, far away from crypto, especially when any, anybody mentioned it to me, even at the start of when I was kind of looking into investments. It just, to me, I don't want to invest in something that doesn't make sense to me why it's of value. Because I don't know if you've seen like recently with, crypto going down people and what happened with ftx yeah yeah and people are saying oh it should be regulated but i thought the whole point the whole main point of the value for crypto was the fact that it was decentralized and it wasn't regulated and but then there's too many too many chances for people to get scammed yeah that's the big thing it's just that there's so many scams and it's almost it is gambling because people are just speculative as you said you invest in something where you understand the value of it you understand the plan and the yeah. vision. People make themselves believe of the plan, like you know, Dogecoin. To people, just say it's going to the moon. Why is it going to the moon? 
are they yeah. are they doing are they doing like a spacex project are they nasa mm-hmm. because like i don't know what you mean by going to the moon and all this hype is all but they're all just built of hype and when the hype is not there like it isn't right now yeah the stocks completely go down which is where people then end up putting up 50 100 300 euro while you're working and you're trying to get rich quick off crypto. And, I, I'm going to keep going? No, like, I just want to say, like, I'm not against crypto or anything yeah. like that. I do like crypto and I do think it has a really insane use case. My main point is I know plenty of guys who do it, that do it properly and know about it, is that they understand what crypto is. They understand yeah. blockchain technology. They understand its actual use. And no matter if it goes down or goes up, they hold. Why? Because as you said, they invest in something that they actually understand its reasons. Most people don't. So when they invest in Ethereum, Bitcoin, all these things, whatever, and the market goes down, oh my God, I'm losing money. Well, I only invested in this to make money. I don't believe or actually know like what it's going to do. They end up just taking losses. Yeah, like in terms of, with just to touch again on the crypto and not making sense, like in terms of its value, especially when it was going up, like all I was seeing was people saying that, as you mentioned, it's going to the moon and buy and hold, whatever. But that just leads into what's called the greater fool, the greater fool theory, where essentially you're buying something hoping that somebody else will buy it for more, just because they want to buy it for more. Mm. That's the only way you can. The only way you can actually make crypto money if it's somebody else perceives it of having more value than where you bought it at. Mm. And that's where I think a lot of people get burned mm. because they don't know when to sell. No. That's, um, yeah or to me i should well i don't even buy anyways mm. but. <laughs> like for me like i think the biggest thing is obviously like i don't think it's completely like i think if you're going to invest at all into crypto it's the best time right now the biggest thing obviously is we don't know when it's going to really take off right we don't know if it's going to be in two months three months in a year two years all of a sudden the government brings in regulates it all of a sudden and starts using it because it does have a future right it is massive technology i think that's the place where okay if you want to put a little bit in just for the fact in like let's say bitcoin and ethereum just for the fact that you don't know when it could pick up and you don't want to be like in 15 years be like damn we were like 19 when Mm. this was there but i don't think you should be investing your whole life savings or looking at this to be your only way out i would say if you have spare income after you're obviously having your own cash flow coming in, right? Go ahead and put a little bit there, just to have a bit of skin in the game, right? That's fine. We're kind of touching nearly on the fine line of financial advice, then. Ah, uh, well, that's not financial advice. <laughs> that's the only way that I can see that it it can make sense for anybody at this stage. That's the only way that it would make sense to me, unless you are somebody that's actually interested right in crypto and if not to be honest like not financial advice but i would just kind of be careful of and wary of like what you see on the internet mm-hmm. that's my biggest thing is just people looking at it as like a quick way to make money yeah I, I think that's like where we kind of nearly disagree in a small bit in terms of i think that like if it doesn't make sense to you you should just wait mm. i don't think you should be even dipping your toe in and because even if like you're buying a company that's well overvalued in terms of its ratios mm. and and I really like one of the YouTubers, Paul Gabriel from Everything Money. He explains it really well in terms of I know it's a, a bubble if my golf golf tea carrier is giving me financial advice. And he said the week before that he was saying to buy, to buy Bitcoin, why aren't you buying Ethereum and all that? And he just said, you know what, that's me out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you start hearing, they always say, if you start hearing your mom 
ask about what's what's Bitcoin? That's your chance. <laughs> That's something that Brooklyn told me ages ago. Once you start hearing your mom and aunties ask you what it is, I think it's time for you to like leave the game in terms of it. Um, and I, I think I agree with you anyways. I think I just don't want to come across as being like completely anti-crypto or anything like that, which mm-hmm. I'm not completely anti. But I do think in general, I think it's it's falls into the same brackets of all this. This is not wouldn't be my first way to try and make money, and it isn't my no. first way to try and make money. Now, the other ways, which is obviously not just investing and passive income, is these different sort of side hustles that can make you money. Yeah, like I think one of the main ones people always jump to is drop shipping mm. and like Amazon FBA. And um, like you, you worked for a company offering Amazon FBA. What was yeah. that like in terms of? In providing it, what way, way were you putting it across? Yeah, so with, with Amazon FBA, like, it can become passive income as in when everything is set up and everything is, is going well. Amazon does do the whole thing. It's the whole point is it's going to be fulfilled by Amazon, right? But right. in the lead up to it, while you're getting it all up and running, it takes your time. You need your time to be able to run it. Like, it's not something where you can just come in and, and make a quick book. Now, with Amazon FBA and this sort of stuff, you need to have money to invest. Like anybody who's coming, you know, I'd right. say you need, you know, five to 10K. And I would say you probably even need more than if you want, you need access to credit, mm-hmm. five to 10K to get started, right? Right. If you want to do more than, if you actually really want to make money, you need access to more funds than that. So people that have a lot of funds ready to despair, that was fine for them to get into this. But if you have $500 in your bank account, I don't know, like, how you're hoping Amazon FBA is going to work for you. Right, because, like, from my understanding of it, like, you have to have a, a store up and running. You have to put the errors in behind finding products, not just products, but products that are winning Profit, pro- profitable. Win, winning pro- products that are profitable. Um, and then do you also have to run ads? Yeah, you can run ads as well. You need to run traction to the website. So you're obviously leveraging the fact that Amazon already has people looking in on their website for a product. But there's so much competition that if you're not on the first page, you're not going to be making any money. Right. And again, it just comes back to the thing that like with any of these stuff that needs inventory or have like shipping costs and prices that you can't really control, you need to have capital ready to deploy. You need cash. Like you need a lot of cash to have deployed. So if you're starting from ground zero and you don't have cash, you need to first of all have cash flow. This isn't a cash, this is something where if you have cash ready to deploy, you can go ahead and try and start a business. They, these models do work. As in like Amazon FBA does work. Dropshipping does work as well. Um, if you can talk a little bit about dropshipping, I know you had a little bit of a, an experience with it if you want to speak on it. Yeah, I used to do um, eBay dropshipping and I did make sales on it. Like technically eBay dropshipping isn't allowed. Like that's why my, I in the last podcast we even mentioned it, it was a, uh, it's solid, yeah. It was got <laughs> it was quickly banned. Yeah. But um in terms of like finding winning products and everything like that, it, it, it does take a lot of time. Like the the market is like completely saturated with the regular products that people are always buying. And then with the other ones that are I suppose higher ticket, there's there's not, probably not that many buyers for them online. Like what watches, like people would rather buy watches in person. Mm. And actually, make sure it fits them. Mm, if we're, if mm. we're talking higher, higher, higher ticket, end. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with the lower ticket ones, when you're making one or two euros here and there, it's just that saturated that it doesn't actually make sense. Um, for me, like in terms of my own experience with it, um, where I've seen a bit of return, but at the same time, 
overall I lost in terms of time wise. Mm. I didn't make enough money to no. put against how much effort I how put into effort. it. And a big thing as well with those is the profit margins, right? Yeah. Okay. So you see these um these guys, these millionaire drop shippers or whatever, your favorite guys that you watch. Um, I know good guys that do this, but your bigger guys that have massive YouTube channels that promote dropshipping, whatever. And you see their store and you see, you know, they made, I don't know, 50 grand this month in their Amazon account, right? With Amazon, because it's FBA, because you're leaving a lot to Amazon to do, you they take a lot of profit, right? So 30% to 50% is the max you can do profit, even the top guys. If you're on a 30% on the lower scale and you did 50 grand, you're making less than 20K profit, around 15K profit on that in that month. Right. But people don't realize this. They just see 50K Amazon account and they think, wow, this guy made 50K in a month. Like, that's insane amounts of money. Like, 15K is still a good amount. Don't it's get me wrong. It's a lot of money, but I'm sure there's overhead in terms of... Yeah, yeah there's a massive amount of... Running ads to that account. Massive amount, amount of, of time overhead. I put into finding yeah. his uh, winning products. Yeah. And if you think, and people think, okay, this is my chance to be a millionaire, right? Because this guy's making 50 grand a month, he's making half a million a year. No, it's probably bringing home around 150, right? And it's not to look down on anyone that's doing this or anything like that, but it's just to let people know the truth behind it and what the yeah. real profit margins look like. So when you do see an account that did 10K this month, like, you know, most likely it's going to be anything under, if he's doing well enough, it'll be five grand or under. Right. If he's doing well with 50%. If he's doing well with 50%, yeah. Yeah, that's the higher overhead. So um, on the Amazon FBA again, I don't think it would be something for like, if it's going to be your first way to make money and, and you're really looking to build an actual business, um, may not be the best. I think that brings us to our, our next point that everybody loves as well. This is everybody's favorite money-making um, technique on Instagram is Forex. Forex trading. Forex trading, right? What yeah. do you want to say about this? I don't really have like, um, I think the way I look at forex trading is the same as dropship and you have to put so much time before, like if you just jump in without having a clue and place a trade, you're going to lose your money. You have to put so much time and effort into opening spreadsheets, understanding charts. Um, I don't really have like too much experience with it at all, but the way I look at it is it's not passive either. If you have to put so much time into finding the right trades, making it profitable, and again, if you want to be profitable, like, cool, you made 5% this month, but you might only be trading with $500. Yeah. But you need a lot of money to maybe make a consistent mm -hmm. amount from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing with Forex is it's not just about weeks or months. It takes years. The guys, Forex works. Again, with all of these, they all work. They do. They, that's the truth, guys. Yes, they do make money, but it's, it's about the work that's put in behind it that you don't see online. So when you see things like, you know, I just made you know, 5,000 euro in the morning. And that's one trade. It, it yeah. just went 20 minutes. I'm not saying that's not true. He probably did do that, but it took him three years to get to that level. Three years of spending six, seven hours per day studying charts because the guys that I know that do this on a serious level in Ireland, like I know one guy does it really, really well is, you know, he said he's been doing it for nearly three, four years, right? And obviously he's getting, he's really, he's getting profitable now and he's yeah. making good profit, but it took, Three, four years of consistent studying of charts, consistent reading of books, consistent mentors, having to go through coaching programs, etc., like that, to get to the level that he is today. So if you're prepared to put in that work, like I have nothing against it. If you want to, if you are prepared to put in that work, go and put in that work. But again, 
the main thing I think we're talking trying to talk about here is people trying to get rich quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> people trying to get rich quick. I'm not talking about getting rich. All of these things work for getting rich, but the problem is everybody wants to get looks looking for the quickest way. Quickest way out, yeah. And after a while, when you do become good at this, it is something that you can be able to because of muscle memory, because you have your own um, strategy, you can take an hour, two hours a day and make an obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. But it's not a get rich quick scheme. You need to put in a lot of time. A lot of time before. Yeah, I get you. And then the amount of money you spent on those mentorships, all the books, mm. and you're gonna lose a lot as well. You're gonna you're gonna lose. Like Josh mentioned, like oh, somebody posts making the X amount in the morning, but they wouldn't show you how much they probably lost over like, the... a couple of weeks ago or when they started. Like I think that was good when we actually had Sully on when he we seen his uh, experience with it. Where he was very open in terms of at the start he was he lost a lot of money, but now he's making money with it. He's made money back. Mm. and it's be more consistent but then again it's up and down all the time mm. like you're not, nobody's got like what what was the percentage that you've seen of people who it's like 99 percent or 90 percent of traders don't ever become profitable so that's not even like making it a proper a proper income on the side that's like, that's just like breaking even breaking even actually making and money from it. and this comes back again to i think that millionaires have seven sources of income when you have consistent and you have reliable income you can look into all of these areas you can go ahead and try out forex you can go ahead and do dividends investing you can go ahead and do um crypto you can go ahead and do amazon fba because it doesn't matter if you lose it doesn't matter how long it takes you you already have income coming in you're just building up another source of income right so if i was making consistently like for 300 grand a year or 400 grand a year from something that doesn't take too much of my time I would learn Forex. Yeah, I would. I would actually learn Forex, mm. right? But I wouldn't do it from the start because how long will you do it before you're like, ah, oh, I'm not making any money. I'm not actually able to. So that kind of comes to the end of us, like picking apart some of the popular ways in which people like to make money nowadays. So, well, I, I think like one, one of the truest forms of, just to even touch on another side that mm. we mentioned earlier in the podcast um, is rental income. Mm. And I think what you said a couple of days ago really stuck with me in terms of you said with real estate, it's a store of wealth, which also makes a bit of income on the side. Yes. It's not just, I'm after getting a house. This is going to make me X amount per month because there's hidden costs to everything in terms of it's not truly passive. You have to find tenants. You have to advertise the property on rental programs. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of the tenants. You have to make sure they're good tenants. You don't want them to damage the property. Mm. You have to maintain the property. You also have to pay your taxes on it. And you have to pay insurance as mm. well. Mm. And this all takes time again mm-hmm. from yourself. Mm-hmm. But then also it needs a huge investment at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So like I think even touching on that real estate point, it also just reinforces the fact that you need to learn a high-income skill before you push towards getting these extra incomes on the for side. For sure, for sure. Because as you said, it takes a massive investment. And a lot of these properties and stuff, if you they do work and if you're good at them, you make your return on investment. But it takes time to make a return on investment. So if it took you, if you had to put down eight, 80, 40 grand, 20, 30 grand, and then you have to get a bank loan or whatever to mortgage it, and you're charging someone, I don't know how much you would charge someone a month, but you're charging someone, you know, a grant, two grand per month. It's going to take time, first of all, for that two grand to equal what you firstly invested. 
and then for them to pay off the mortgage, right? Right. With their which they're paying off, and then start making profit. Now the right. thing is, now once you have your income there, you've put an investment, you have a consistent amount of money coming in, but that's not profit yet. No, you need to remember that when you someone starts paying you two grand a month from it, that's not instant profit. That's not profit because you put forty grand initially. I don't know how much you put if you done the home up or whatever you did to the home, right. but you have to make that money back. So for richer people, like people, wealthy people, property is a great way to store wealth. And over time then, when it does make back that profit, to continually, continually then make you money. And the thing is, once you've matched what you've put in at first, you also have an asset because you can sell it. Because now if it is worth 100 grand and you've made that money back and you, you've the more, you can sell that now and you can have 100 grand. So if you have 10 of those homes, you have a million worth in assets. So it's a good way to hold access instead of obviously keeping it in a bank nowadays, which is actually losing you money. Right. But again, it comes back to the thing again is this is the, the timeline of people is learn a high income skill, start a cash flow business, yeah. save, invest property. Yeah, because essentially like you don't want to be also like become, what's the saying? Mortgage, mortgage broke or oh. mortgage broke, like house broke in terms yeah. of like all your money is going into one asset that's actually lowering your standard of life. Yes, because you're, you're, you're illiquid. You can't use that money. Mm. So again, it comes back to a storage. Even if the house is worth 100 grand, right? If you want to buy something, you can use that as collateral. Right. As in like you can maybe pay, get loans from the bank or get credit. And if they if something didn't happen, you weren't able to make money back or pay it off. The bank knows you have 100 grand worth of a house. But when you put that money in, you can't use that. Right. That money doesn't, is not, you can't, yes, you have a house that's worth 50 grand, but like, okay, right, listen, I have this in, this opportunity right now to start this business. Do you have 50 grand? Yeah, I'm worth 50 grand. Right, let's put the money in. Oh, it's actually in a house. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? You're going to sell the house instantly. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah, it's it not, a couple months, yeah. it's, it's not it's liquid. It's not liquid cash, no. which is a completely different topic. So I think these sort of things, is it's a good way for people to understand what these different ways of making money mean what the difference is with liquid cash which is like mm. you know if you are doing forex you're doing amazon fba you you do make liquid cash while yeah. even, rent... even even with rental income like you do make a portion of yeah liquid cash but you have to be ready to use that yes yeah something happens yes exactly and i think so people are probably thinking okay if you guys are talking about all these ways of making money that don't that yeah, you shouldn't start yeah. with then how do i make money how do i make 10k per month or how do i start making money I think the big thing here is you need to learn an actual high income skill. Right. Right. And you want to touch on a few of these skills at broad spectrum and we can kind of dive into some of these. Right. Like obviously the, the one main one that we've mentioned um, a lot of times on the podcast is what we are doing at the moment because that's the one we know the best, which is high ticket sales. Um, and it's the easy, I think it's the, one of the easiest ways to, get to that 10k mark without a degree without um going to a university because business owners need you right now mm. to take these calls to basically bring extra revenue into the company and if you want to touch on that in terms of how that has brought us to that yeah mark i also agree with sales being a really good fundamental place to start just because it gives you the ability of a wide range of skills which is not just it's the quickest way to make money because you can make a lot of money initially you can make a lot of money from commissions but also you learn how to network with people you learn how to talk with people okay you right. become more confident in yourself 
Okay, you become um, you understand people's body language. You understand how people act around psychology, you. and all of those things matter in the grand scale of whatever business you're doing. Because now you're able to go ahead and speak to people at an event or speak to someone at the bus stop, which could lead to a business opportunity, which makes you more money in the future. And a lot, I want you to go and watch as many podcasts or as many quick interviews as you can with famous, with big millionaires, people like that. A lot of people started in sales. Even Andrew Tate started mm. in sales. And the big thing is he says he was doing a crap sales job and he saw a guy. It was Tristan, Tristan Tate. It was, no, it was Andrew. It was his brother. Andrew, if you watched, he had a podcast that I was listening to it last night. He probably he, was in sales as well. Yeah, he was in sales as well. I think both of them were in sales. And he was sitting in his car doing a crappy sales job. Um, but again, there's the key word there was was a sales job. Um, yeah. It was a lot of my people. That you still learn a lot, a lot from it. And like, I think like with all, we mentioned those skills that you do get from it. Mm. It's one of those that it actually doesn't take that long to take them on board. No. Like if you do, do it for six months, you should be nearly, you should be really good at it essentially. And mm. um, to be able to talk to anyone, mm. I think. Mm-hmm. I think if, if you can't, if you do six months of sales and you can't talk to somebody, it's all down to your mindset then. Because if you've been talking to this these money this amount of strangers for the past six months, you should have no problem talking to anyone at all. Mm-hmm. And it's worth money for you because in the future, this is a high income skill. No matter if you're 30 and you have a private elevator business, right? You have to sell to companies, right? It doesn't matter if you're going to an interview for a job in the future. You have to sell yourself in an interview. It doesn't matter if you start your own tech startup, your own company, your own business. You have to sell your idea to investors, right? So that fundamental skill, and when it comes to making money from at the start, you can, you know, come in as like an SDR on these bigger companies without a degree, whatever, and SDRs can, you know, on a base salary can make five to six grand. And then once you have commissions on top of that, you can be making anywhere near to 10 grand. Right. Now, if you're in our field of high ticket sales, you can come in, you can be closing deals for business owners that are worth like 8K, 10K, you know, you get 10% of that commission, you make a grand you make 800 euro from every single close that you make and you're taking a good few amount of calls per week. It's a very quick way, not quick, but it's a very good way to basically at the start be able to have some cash. And by having cash, you're then able to move it into other things and whatever you actually do want to do. You also learn how businesses work from the inside. Um, you got to work with different types of businesses and you get to know how processes work. So sales is one very, very good high income skill to start off with. I think um, it's something that people should definitely look into. So the next one would be, we mentioned content creation before, yeah. um, which even Sully last week touched on because he was a YouTuber. It was good to get his side of it on um, where he's been doing it for years. And now he's only starting to see it make money mm. in, with, with that. So mm. I think with that, you, actually have, you have to have a personality for it as well. Yeah, You have to be likable. You have to be able to talk to a camera in a way that people aren't going to click off it and two seconds mm, mm. Um, and you have to like instantly connect with, with your audience essentially. And mm, mm. um, like, even with the podcast, like if we, if we, if we were talking like mullet tone the whole time, we we're only speaking in the, yeah, in the yeah, same, yeah, 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 in the yeah. same uh, tone of voice, people would get bored and they wouldn't listen. Mm. They'd be sticking in the can, they'd fall asleep. True. Why would you listen to a pod- podcast if you want to fall asleep? <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Sleeping on the wheels, not at all. <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah. Content creation does, you do need to be kind of likable a little bit on that side as well. Obviously, you need to be able to grab people's attention. Uh, but it's a very good way because I think attention is money right nowadays. Attention is the biggest form of whoever can grab the most attention is going to make the most 
amount of money. And I don't want to keep coming back to Mr. Tate himself, but he's a master at grabbing the attention of the world, grabbing the attention of people. And look how much money he made, right? Yeah, he, doubled, he, he essentially doubled his net worth. Yeah. Even mm. look at someone like Elon Musk. Like, he uses social media and Twitter to grab the attention of everybody. Yeah, because he understands that people connect with memes. Yes, people connect with memes, people connect with him. And what does that mean? That, like, oh, everybody wants to invest in Tesla now, obviously. That's obviously a great company as well. But the attention of people getting onto him makes yeah. his businesses grow, makes people back him, makes him want to go and buy Twitter, like, and run it. Um, and on content creation side, you can even be on the video editing side of things. Right. If you can create short form con content editing for YouTubers, if you can do that for people on Instagram, reels are so important. That's a really, really good way to make income as make well. Make money for those, yeah. Mm -hmm. And they just send you the, they, what, they just send you the audios and- Yeah, they send you the audios, the clips. You can learn video. You can learn a lot from that as you well. You can learn so much and you can learn video editing really quickly on a few youtube videos these guys just don't have time to sit down and spend two hours mm. but if you have two hours to spare you know reach out to these guys on and say listen i can do video editing for you and i can basically maybe do a video or two you can do like a little trial for a month maybe charge them 500 euro and from there you never know you can start charging them one two grand i have a friend that does um Twitter, Twitter writing. So he writes, you know, Twitter for, for guys on, on bigger influencers. They pay him like th two, three grand a month. And it takes him like maybe a few hours a week. Right. He just does it on the, these guys just don't have the time. Mm. He's not even an expert on it. He just said, I'll do it. And they just said, okay, we'll give you two grand, two or three, three grand a month. So what's that? Six, seven hundred, six fifty a week? Yes. From doing like something that takes a few hours. Mm. I mean, I think that skill that he's doing directly comes back to another high income skill, which is copywriting. Right. Um, if you, you know about copywriting, you want to kind of delve into what that is. To be honest, like my, like, I don't actually know a lot about it. Um, I know that like, it's been like hyped from like, I've, I've yeah. watched a few YouTube videos and they've mentioned it before in terms yeah. of how people can make money from it, mm. but it actually didn't like stick with me in terms of wanting to learn more. About yeah. It. Yeah. For copywriting is like, it's actually one of the first ways that I started it at 16. Oh, is, really? Yeah, I, all the books up there had massive notebook full of copywriting notes. But copywriting is just, it's sales again. It's selling. Okay. You're selling true words. So oh. anything that you read, any ads that you read is copy. If you get an email from a company like, oh, this is what we're doing 50% off. Come and get this, da, 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 or this Black Friday. That's all copy because someone wrote that and they're trying to influence you to buy. Yeah. Okay, so the same way if you're on Twitter, they're trying to influence you to follow them. So anything to do with influencing people to do something is the skill yeah. of copywriting because you need to learn how to write in a way that grabs people's attention and yeah. can make people buy a product. And it's such a good skill because it has such a wide range. Like you can, as I said, emails, you can write ads for companies if you know how to write copywriting. You can run Twitter pages for people as well. Right. Yeah. So you're telling me the person that keeps texting me from bulk powders <laughs> every 10 days consistently yes, yes. <laughs> with, a, with a flash sale. <laughs> yes, is basically the fundamental of it is he's obviously a, a, an email marketer, but what he does yeah, every is 10 day reminder, every 10 days is reminder. He's writing copy to get your attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's his insane. And that's why I always say sales is because if you learn how to sell, right, if I ask you to write copy, you could actually write copy really well. Even if you're doing your own business as well, like yes, like if you have your own business and you don't know how to sell, how are you going to bring people in? Mm -hmm. How are you going to market it? How are you going to bring new clients in? How are you actually going to make it profitable, worthwhile for yourself to make a return on it? 
and that's what I mean. You can use cases in a lot of different ways. And, you know, some places where you can start, obviously, I think a really good book, it's, it's all about persuasion when it comes to sales, copywriting, would be um, Influence the Psychology by Robert Caldine. Okay, so that book is a fundamental of persuasion. Right. It's like there's four or five key points and it explains why people buy things and why people want to buy something. And it's like, once you realize what's in that book, you'll start noticing every single email that you get, what they're trying to get you to do. When someone is trying to sell you on YouTube, you'll understand what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good book for persuasion. Boron Letters as well is a good place to start for copywriting um, as well, because it's it's a really big okay. collection of letters and, and copywriting in there as well. So that's my advice. Yeah, like even, even, even if, um, to touch on what I was just saying earlier, like even if you want, if you want to sell yourself. Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> sell yourself. On, a, on an interview. <laughs> the key word there was interview. There was a little bit of a silence after sell yourself. Um, I'm not sure. Is that a high income skill that you want to touch on, Warren? Warren has a bit of a high income skill. That, that is a high income skill. Like, if, what is it? Like, with, even with the OnlyFans girls. Yes, the OnlyFans is all Isn't there a certain percentage of them Listen, that don't actually make money? That's true, right? That's true. They actually do have to sell if it's a product with or sell, like, you know, the idea of themselves, or the, sell the idea of what they're doing. Of what they're hiding behind. Uh, even when they're. A subscription. Exactly. <laughs> even when they're messaging their clients or whatever, like, that's like persuasion and stuff like that. So if they understood, listen, if you're an OnlyFans person, read Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. You're probably going to double your income, right? Because right. you'll understand in, the, in your messaging yeah. how to get people to pay you a lot more. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not actually saying people to do that. That's not what I'm talking about. No, but, no, but if you do do that, we want a commission. On a <laughs> <laughs> Let us know for the affiliate link as well. We get maybe like 10% uh, or something. Like, oh, maybe we'll just write the cup note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to even touch on like... Um, with actually with, with what i was saying with the with the interviews like selling yourself in terms of what you've done in the past how confident you come across in them mm. like a business owner will love you for that even if you're asking direct questions with them mm. um, and the more practice you get with that the, the easier you will be able to get jobs yeah that's like the basis of a lot of this even content creation sales copyright is persuasion it's understanding human psychology like you just need to understand like how if you can understand how people think why people make decisions. These guys, these big guys, Andrew Tate's, these Cole Gorman's, these Grant Cardone's, all these guys, they under, do you think do you think it's a it's chance that they're famous or they're at the top? These guys like Mr. Beast, they understand human psychology and persuasion to the T and they use it to their advantage every day. And we're like little puppets and they have like these little strings on top of us because they know exactly what makes people tick. And I think he even, he even understands how like, people's attention spans have gone so low that his, yes. if you look at his videos, they're so quick, they're straight to the point. Like if you click on a video and let's say, obviously people say, if you want to know, if you don't know something, look on YouTube. Mm. And if you're looking up um, how to nail a uh, painting on the wall and then somebody goes, hi, my name's John, da, 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 and it's three minutes before you want to know how to nail it into the, into the, into into the, the wall. wall. That's why some of those channels are very simple, very straight to the point, do actually very well. Yes, and that's why YouTube shorts is a massive thing. YouTube Shorts, guys, keep an eye on that. Like, it's, it's going to grow it's, very. It's quickly. going to grow very quickly. Like, even ahead of TikTok, etc. YouTube Shorts is a very big thing because it's short, quick information. And it's so hard to. I don't know if you've ever clicked on YouTube Shorts. It's so hard to click off it. Mm. Like, you can't swipe you off can't, it. You no. have to click the top left, yeah. the furthest away from your thumb. They want you. To and then you're like, oh, I'll just keep scrolling. And you keep scrolling, and you might click on a page, and you might start watching on their YouTube as well. 
Um, so I think one of the last high income skills that would kind of be a big thing to go for would be obviously digital marketing, um, which is just anything to do with like advertising online, um, any paid ads, um, you know, every single company needs to market. Yeah. They need to get leads coming in. Mm -hmm. If you think of any of the businesses you've worked with as well, like what sort of marketing do they do? Right. And with the one I'm doing at the moment, like did they do everything? Mm. Like I'm talking about like TikToks, uh, YouTube shorts, Instagram reels, Instagram stories, e- every day, YouTube videos, um, and then they do outreach. So that with an Instagram account, you can only message 10 people an hour before you get banned. Oh. Um, and then they also do, take inbound messages. Like if like, oh, DM me, uh, start, if mm. you want to learn about some sort of service. Mm. Um, and then from there, they feed them leads through a funnel, disqualify them, qualify them, pass them on to myself. Mm. so it's a big it's a big it's just like a pyramid essentially fizzling out the people who don't who can't afford mm. it essentially and out of all you see that all those streams you're talking about there all those marketing channels what are those see break those down into like actual skills that people can learn because there's so many different marketing channels you mentioned there so that's different ways people could be good at i think it's like taking advantage of your skill set in terms of if you make a video you can actually you can't just you don't just make a video for YouTube. You can mm. break that down and make it a short for for YouTube Shorts, or you can post it on TikTok as well, and you can put it on your Instagram Reels. It's like it's taking advantage of your time mm. as well and get and like being consistent. Because mm. if you do that every day, people there's a certain level of respect. Like even with these videos, if you're or these podcasts, if you're still listening to this and you're a week, <laughs> and you're a weekly listener, and um, I'm sure that you probably might have some sort of respect for ourselves for actually doing it weekly because. Most podcasts fall off after one or two when they get demotivated and then people are wondering what happened to them. Mm. And then they don't listen to the week after. Like we missed one week. The person that was like looking forward to it, uh, <laughs> then they just, they're gone. Yeah. You have to, you have yeah. to lose their attention span yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a very, very, very good point as well. So I think, I think the fundamentals of all of those anyways is, those that that's the best way for you honestly is to make if you want to reach 10k per month in 2023 or you really want to start bringing in money like is pick a high income skill right yes study and learn that for six months period of six months do some free work for some people watch those youtube videos invest in courses for skills literally that's one advice invest in courses for skills go ahead and get put this out either as a freelancer of your own services Go and work for someone else's business. Start bringing in cash flow from this. So if you start your own service, maybe your own agency, starting to bring in five, six, seven, eight grand per month. From there, now if you want to go ahead and start obviously saving on the side as well, you can start preparing to then go and invest. Yeah. And then long-term move into these other streams of income. But this is the real truth. And this is like, we don't want to lie to you guys and, and sell you anything. We don't have anything to sell you. We don't have any... Um, of these we things that we don't have a course that we want to. Make, no, we it? don't have any of these things that we're tied to. So we want to give you from a from an unbiased source who isn't you know biased by what they do. I know we talk about sales, but it goes across everything. Um, and I think a little bonus tip for you guys, okay? Anybody who's in university, this is a bonus for anybody who's made it to the end because you have listened. Anyone in college, anybody that's at home, you're young, you're looking to make a quick small amounts of money. So when I was in college, um, just before college, I used to do this thing kind of like a mystery shopper where right. for this business called Serve Legal, right? Okay. And you can do it from your home online. Essentially, all you have to do is basically go onto Tesco's website or whatever business that they want you to order from. A lot of the times they want you to go buy alcohol or food. 
you'd order like let's say some alcohol some food you get it delivered to your house you have to just write that the driver wear like his badge did he leave a okay. note you put a tick you got to keep all the food you right. got to keep the alcohol and they also pay you so they gave you maybe like 30 euro for doing that and i used to do that in college and that's literally what like paid for like some of my shopping for the week so i would just do my shopping as a mystery shopper i would do my shopping online in tesco they would deliver to the door i'd write yeah all good all good driver wore his badge driver said hi take it off send off the report to them i get to keep all the items didn't have to buy alcohol for the nights out and then they give me like 30 euro as well i didn't know they did that yeah you can do that it was a really small grant i always i always forget about it because at that time i had like three four jobs i was working at nike i was working the cafe at home but i did this once in a while for like an extra bit of cash. So if you're in college, look it up. It's serve legal. No, we don't. They don't sponsor us. I'm not sponsored by them. It's just a little bonus little tip for you guys out there because I don't do it anymore, but yeah. you can make yourself some money. And they always want people. Um, so go ahead and make yourself some extra cash. Well, I think that's, but I didn't even know about that myself. Um, but I think that's a good way to actually leave off the podcast. Um, it's been great. Thanks guys for listening to ourselves rant about how passive income is a scam in our eyes, <laughs> by the way it's promoted. But um, listen, we'll catch you guys next week and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys soon.